Welcome to the Big Time Show. I'm Chuck Dingle, world's greatest author and top dog in Billings. This is true. Everyone on the dang street says, Oh, hey there, Chuck. How are your tinglers going? And I say, pretty dang good. Can't complain. Only the world's greatest author. So that, that is my way. They know that I am joking, but also that I am not. But it is a friendly way. I get a lot of questions, says famous Billings man. Sometimes buckaroos ask, who are your influences, Chuck? So I tell them my top favorite authors, name of Steve's King and R.M. Stein, author of the hit series Goosebumps. Have you read this classic way? Top Goosebumps story is, my dummy is handsome, but there are other classics like Magic Rabbit, Magic Way, My Time with a Bad Hair, and Welcome to my theme park is pretty dang scary. Also, you have to walk through a monster's mouth to get there. Sometimes, if there are online buds, and not face-to-face way, but in a computer way, they ask me, is this real? Are you a real man? What the heck? Of course I am real. How the heck would I be talking right now? Well, that is what I say, but to be honest, I have wondered this myself. Sometimes I think I might not really be here, but that is another story for another day. My biggest question I get asked by far is, what is your favorite tingler, Chuck? Well, buckle up, buckaroos, because you're about to hear my answer. There are many classic tinglers, and they all have their charms, so I cannot say that one is better than the other. Some buckaroos like dinosaur tinglers, and some of them like unicorn tinglers, and even some of them say, what the heck is this? I, I thought this was a book about good days on the water, but it's actually about getting pounded by ghost boats. Get the heck out of here. And that is okay, too. We all have our preferred pounds as buckaroos. My preferred tingler is Rain by My Reaction by the title of this book, because it explores important way of meta-tinglers, which I think is a very important part of understanding the fabric of the tingleverse. And some meta-tinglers, buckaroos realize that they are just characters in a dang book. And th- th- that is a difficult way for them to understand themselves. But when you think about how many timelines are out there, and then you start to realize, oh, what the heck, this timeline probably actually is part of a dang book. That doesn't mean it's not important. It just means that with infinite timelines, there are infinite possibilities. So guess what, buddy? In another timeline, there's a writer who's writing a story about you listening to this dang podcast right now. Whoa! This works both ways, though. So if you decide to go write a story today, Everything you write is happening on another timeline because there are infinite timelines. If you read classic Goosebumps name of My Wish Came True But It's Scary As Heck, then then that is real too, just probably on a distant layer of reality. 
This is why it is so important to prove love as you go through life and as you create and make an artistic way. It is okay to make a scary story, but if you make it with love, that will spread out to the universe and create a positive timeline and make the timeline that you are on even better than before in a small but very important way. Let's listen in and see what happens when a buckaroo on a distant timeline gets reamed by my reaction to the title of this book. Big time guest reading with us today is Symphony Sanders, so listen up while she proves love is real for the Big Time Show. A familiar but sharp ringing cuts through my headset, and I immediately reach up to press the answer call button. Hello, this is Josh Gorpin, Blues Brownies Incorporated, I say leaning back into my chair and giving myself a spin. Spinning is one of the few luxuries I have here in this cramped cubicle. Josh, it's Peter, comes the voice on the other end. I roll my eyes. Dude, why do you keep distracting me? I've got so much work to get done before five. Oh shit, Peter offers. Sorry man, I was just kind of bored over here. Peter and I are both hard workers with comfortable salary jobs but I often find myself being very jealous of the relaxed environment at his office, which just happens to be located a few miles east of my own looming high-rise. This company has a more traditional work environment, while Peter seems to have all the time in the world to send me goofy emails and completely inappropriate attachments. (laughs) Isn't that always the way? (laughs) Did you check out that link I sent you, Peter continues? Yeah, I tell him maximizing my email and staring at the pixelated message that sits unopened on my screen. Well, I mean, no. (laughs) I didn't open it. Why not? Peter cries out. Dude, you wrote not safe for work in the title and then sent it over to me while you know I'm at work, I explain, slightly frustrated. You're gonna get me fired. (laughs) I hate when people send me that stuff. Oh God, no, I'm not, Peter counters mockingly. You're not even supposed to be calling me on this line. This is my work phone, I continue. Yeah, but on this line, you get to use your headset, and I know how much you like that, my friend says with a laugh. I know he's just messing with me, but Peter is actually correct about the headphone thing, so I let it slide. As ridiculous as it sounds, talking on a headset feels pretty badass. It does. So, what is it, I ask? I'm not going to open it at work, so you might as well just tell me. Peter sighs. Well, it's better if you look at it, but fine. Do you know who Buck Trungle is? Eh, Buck Trungle, yes. I begin to flip a pencil up into the air and catch it as we talk. Nope, tell me. An author, Peter explains. Like, I stopped throwing the pencil. Like, Peter sighs. This sucks trying to explain. You just have to... You just have to look at the covers of his books. They're crazy. Crazy how, I continue to prod. Like, super weird and totally gay, Peter tells me. Why would I want to look at gay book covers? I question. I'm straight. Hey, me too, Peter protests. But they're so funny, dude. You gotta check them out. One is called Space Raptor Butt Invasion. (laughs) I can't help but laugh. Seriously? Raptor-like... The dinosaur? Yes, Peter shouts. There's a bunch about dinosaurs and unicorns, too. There's even one about fucking a plane called I'm gay for my billionaire jet plane. Is he for real, I ask? 
I don't know, Peter admits. I mean, it seems like he is, but it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. Like this new book. I don't even know what to say about it. There is something strange in Peter's tone as he tells me this. A powerful weight to his words that sets me ever so slightly on edge. What's the name of the new book, I ask? There's silence on the other end of the line. I wait for a brief moment and then try again. Peter, what's the name of the new book? Oh, sorry. My friend suddenly apologizes, ripped back into reality from whatever spaced out zone he was just occupying. I think you should check it out for yourself. Dude, just tell me, I protest. It's in the link, Peter counters, an odd flatness to his voice. Hey, I gotta go. You have to go, I scoff. What, did someone finally give you something to do over there? The line abruptly goes dead. Peter? I ask. It takes me a moment to realize that he's actually gone, and when I finally do, I'm not exactly sure what to make of it. Regardless, it's probably for the better because I can finally stop being distracted and get some work done for a change. I pull my chair back towards my desk and place a stack of papers in front of me, pulling off the top few and then diving in to scan for mistakes. Right now, I'm editing internal documents regarding our acquisition of a brand new company. Nothing exciting in any way, shape, or form, but it's something that has to get done. Eventually, though, my thoughts begin to wander away from the task at hand, settling on the tiny yellow mail icon that remains unopened on my computer screen. Not safe for work, I read aloud. This type of warning is standard for things forwarded around in the environment like mine. A not-so-subtle suggestion to save it until you get home. The problem, however is that it's so fucking vague. Does it mean that the content inside is hardcore pornography, or is it just some silly joke with a little swearing? I drag my mouse's arrow across the computer screen, letting it hover above the unopened letter from Peter as my heart rate quickens. Might as well live a little, I think to myself. I'm just about to click, when suddenly my phone rings through my headset once again. I reach up and click the button to talk. Hello, this is Josh Gorpin, Blues Brownies Incorporated. Josh, Peter shouts loudly into my ear, causing me to wince. I can immediately tell that something's wrong. What's going on over there, I ask my friend. Peter ignores my question. Josh, whatever you do, don't open the email. What? I question, not exactly sure if I heard him correctly. Whatever you do, do not open that email I sent you, Peter repeats. I notice now that there's an unusual amount of noise in the background of Peter's office, a cacophony of sounds making their way through the receiver. It sounds like a mixture of violent shouting and long, low groans. Dude, what's going on over there, I ask. Josh, just listen to me, Peter says again, his voice growing frantic. Oh shit! Suddenly the line goes dead again prompting me to finally conclude that this entire thing has been some kind of tasteless practical joke. I'm about to open the email when suddenly I'm interrupted again by Raxlow, the head of human resources who appears in the doorway of my cubicle. Raxlow. Hmm. (laughs) Hey, Josh. Raxlow starts. There's a forward going around about uh, this Buck Trungle guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I freeze abruptly, then slowly spin in my chair to face Raxlow. I hesitate before answering, not 
exactly sure if I should admit to anything at this point. Eventually, I decide to play my hand close to my chest. Oh, no, I don't, I tell him, playing dumb. Who's that? God, Raxlow says, straight-faced. I eye him up and down, trying to discern if he's fucking with me or not. But despite Raxlow's awkwardness, he appears to be genuine in his answer. God? I ask. Raxlow nods. To me and you, yes. Not to them out there. I'm utterly confused, but I decide to simply nod in response. Okay, well, I don't know him. You can go home early then, Raxlow informs me. Everyone else is having a meeting in the conference room. Are you serious? I question. But Raxlow leaves before I can even get the words out of my mouth. I stand up from my chair and look around the rest of the office, noticing now that well over half of the employees have stood as well and are now making their way to the main conference room. Sufficiently creeped out, I reach down and grab my bag, then begin heading toward the elevator. Already within the conference room, I can see a handful of my coworkers undressing in front of the large pane windows. Okay, but the second we make eye contact, one of them walks over and draws the blinds. Something is definitely wrong here, but for the life of me, I just can't seem to put my finger on it. Instead, I find myself panicking, trying to calm myself as I ride the elevator down to the first floor and then heading out into our office parking lot. My heart is slamming in my chest, my senses on high alert as I climb into my ride and pull out onto the street. Holy shit! I suddenly cry out as I swerve to avoid two 20-something men who are standing right in the middle of the road. I hit the brakes and look back in my rearview mirror, ready to start apologizing profusely, until I realize that they are completely oblivious of me and my big, loud car. Instead, the men are locked in the throes of passion, fucking each other with reckless abandon in the middle of the street. Oh, damn! Okay! Their pants are around their ankles as they slam into one another, crying out with unbridled passion. Oh, I'd be fucked up if I saw somebody doing that in the middle of the street. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I throw my car back into drive and continue on my way. By now, I've begun to notice other couples, and sometimes more, slamming into each other without a care in the world. It makes absolutely no sense especially when I realize the strange coincidence that all of these illicit pairings are gay. There are very few other cars on the street, and the handful of other drivers that I see seem just as confused as I am, terrified looks plastered across their faces as they attempt to navigate through this surreal new world. I reach down and flip on the radio, hoping to find some information about whatever's going on. He's really an incredible author, says the female announcer. And with this new book, Buck Trungle has finally skyrocketed into the mainstream. I'll say, responds the announcer's male counterpart. Some people are starting to call on Dr. Trungle to run for president of the United States, including President Yaldock himself, who is apparently a big fan of the new book. I think we all are, says the female announcer laughing. Well, to those of you just joining us, I'm Talp Bornin, and this is my co-host, Hedge Wizarp. <laughs> These are the best names. Everybody sounds like a witch. 
and we've just entered the second hour of our 24-hour special on world-renowned author Buck Trungle. Honestly, it's going so well that I think we might want to extend this to a whole week, interjects Hedge. Or year, counters Taup. Too bad we won't be around that long. We're already halfway done. For those of you not already aware, Buck Trungle is the author of such masterpieces as Pounded by President Bigfoot, My Ass is Haunted by the Gay Unicorn Colonel, and Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt, explains Hedge. The latter of those was hailed as a transhumanist masterpiece and prompted Trungle to follow up with the sequel Pounded in the Butt by My Book, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. Sounds very meta, adds Taup. Oh, it is, agrees Hedge. For those listeners who don't know, meta is a word used to describe anything that is self-referential, things that break the fourth wall and often ask the audience themselves to become a participant. Ooh, very interesting, Taup says. And a perfect segue into Dr. Trungle's newest Trungler. Yes, replies Hedge. Some are saying that this new book is so meta that it has literally made us start to question our own existence, suggesting that the entire world we live in could literally be a work of erotic fiction. Both of the anchors laugh simultaneously. <laughs> we have plenty of reports that hearing the title alone will turn you instantly gay, explains Taup, which is why we're going to tell you about it right now. Just then, I reached my house and pulled up into the driveway, turning off my car and hopping out. The street appears to be empty, but I can hear the passionate moans and groans of gay sex echoing across the block. I immediately head inside, locking the door behind me. Now that I'm here, however, I have no idea what to do with myself. Is the world going to make any more sense from inside my living room? Will I wake up in the morning and everything is back to normal? I sit down in front of my television and turn it on, hoping to ease my anxiety and take my mind off the craziness of the outside world. But instead, my vision is assaulted by sudden and graphic depictions of gay sex. I scramble to change the channel and quickly realize that every station has been somehow converted to hardcore pornography. What the fuck? I say aloud, finally opting to turn the television off entirely. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I would be freaked out if that was happening to me as well. By every channel was like, porn. <laughs> Finally, I just can't take it anymore. I reach over to the coffee table before me and grab my laptop, opening it up and immediately logging into my email. I place my cursor over the unopened letter icon and take a deep breath. Finally, I click. The message opens up onto my screen. A few simple sentences followed by a link at the bottom. Dude, have you seen this guy? I read Peter's words aloud. This shit is so crazy. You've got to check out the title of his new book. I click the link below. Suddenly, a massive book cover appears on my screen, revealing the title, reamed by my reaction to the title of this book, and instantly turning me gay. All of my senses are overwhelmed with the glorious bright light that hums across my entire body, elevating me to a higher plane of consciousness where I become acutely aware that I am nothing more than a character in a short story. 
On the one hand, you would think that this would be a terrifying notion, but you must also consider the fact that you, the reader, are also now aware that you are simply a character in an erotic short and you are not terrified in the least. Is it simply because you are not ready to accept it yet? Or because you have always known? I suddenly realize that my eyes have been closed this entire time, and when I open them, my reaction to the title is hovering right in front of me, glowing with such a beautiful, bright light, like the whiteness of a book page or this very Kindle screen. It has assumed a physical form, an undulating blob of beautiful, explicit gayness that drifts closer and closer to me. I can't believe I'm just a character in a book, I finally say. The reaction simply exists before me, not saying a word but soothing my soul from the inside out. A smile crosses my face. I'd love for you to fuck me. I <laughs> get it. I continue. Good, says the reaction. Because the better you do, the more likely our dear readers will be able to accept that they too have been turned gay by their reaction to this book. They have no idea that they are figments of Chuck Tingle's imagination. And the sooner that they realize this, the sooner we can all join in harmony. I understand, I tell my reaction. I slip down off the front of the couch and push back the coffee table, making room for the physical representation of my own emotional state. Then reach out and grab his cock firmly in my hand. My reaction is absolutely gorgeous. Tan, muscular, and sporting an incredible set of abs that has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> you like that? I ask playfully. You know what I like, says the reaction. You know everything about me. Ooh, it's about to get good, girl. Immediately, I open wide as... Okay! Immediately, I open wide and take the manifestations rod into my mouth, pumping up and down across the length of his shaft with expert precision. Despite never having been with a man before, I suddenly realize that I'm a fictional character and can be anything that I want. In fact, before the events of this book, a point at which I did not exist, I decide that I spent hours upon hours in the gym. Oh God, I wish it was like that easy. <laughs> The next thing I know, I'm just as ripped as my reaction is. I continue to bob my head across my reaction's cock with feverish intensity, gradually speeding up until finally I plunge deep and hold, taking his shaft entirely into my mouth in a stunning deep throat. The reaction lets out a long, satisfied moan of pleasure as I hold him there, running my tongue across the bottom of his shaft and tickling his balls. Ooh, you nasty. Ah, okay. The reaction's rod is planted firmly in my mouth. My face pressed hard against his incredible muscular abs. He places his hands against the back of my head, asserting his dominance until finally I'm almost completely out of air and pull back with a loud gasp. A long strand of saliva hangs down from my lips, providing me just enough lube to beat my reaction off frantically for a moment. I stand abruptly, tearing off my shirt and pants and throwing them to the side. My underwear comes next, and soon enough, I'm completely naked in front of this incredible being. The manifestation eyes me up hungrily. Do you like what you see, Aiku? Yes, 
the reaction tells me. Aside from a few spelling errors, you've been written perfectly. Oh, isn't that always the way? <laughs> I smile and turn around, leaning forward over the couch in front of me and popping my ass towards my new strange lover. I reach back and grab my ass cheek. Oh, okay. I reach back and grab my ass cheek with one hand, spreading open my puckered hole. Read me, I command. The reaction positions himself behind me, carefully aligning the head of his shaft with the tightness of my back door, and then slowly pushing forward, impaling me with a brutal strength. I grip the back of the couch tightly and brace myself against the reaction's powerful thrusts. My reaction's cock is absolutely enormous, stretching my tight asshole to its very limits as he plunges in and out of me. Girl, what? Oh, okay. Um, woof. The manifestation quickly finds a steady pace, pounding in a perfect rhythm that hits my prostate just right from the inside. I close my eyes tight as a strange pleasure begins to boil within me, starting as an aching simmer and then expanding down my arms and legs as I begin to tremble. I quake with ecstasy, wrapped up in the moment as I reach down between my legs and grab onto my hard, hanging shaft. Fuck! Wow, this is good. Okay. Oh, that's the next slide. <laughs> okay. Fuck, I groan. I'm so fucking close to blowing this huge load. Oh, I'm not finished with you yet, my reaction says, pulling out of my ass abruptly and lifting me up into his massive arms. He turns around and then lays me out across the coffee table, spreading my muscular legs wide as my cock juts out from my body. Oh, it's about to go down. My reaction wastes no time getting back to work, pounding away at my maxed out asshole with everything that he's got as I reach down and beat myself off. The sensation is incredible, a fullness unlike anything I've ever experienced. I can't believe my reaction to this book knows how to fuck me so good, I cry out. Believe it, the reaction exclaims, <laughs> driving the point home with his rock hard shaft. Once more, I begin to approach the wall of powerful orgasm, but before I can, the reaction has one last surprise. <laughs> okay. It's so hard for me not to smile. I was like, what? I'm reading this. This is so good. Okay. <clears throat> Look back, the manifestation says. I lean my head over the edge of the coffee table so that I'm upside down staring out behind me. Do you see them? My reaction asks. No, I admit. Look harder than you filthy little twink. The, manif <laughs> the manifestation demands, slapping me hard on the ass. All I see is my wall, I tell him. Don't look with your eyes, my reaction explains. Look with your mind. You know that you're not real now, so why would that wall be? His words make more sense than I'd like to admit, and almost immediately I find myself gazing past the wall and through the words on this page, seeing my readers themselves. Holy shit, is that who I think it is, I gasp? My reaction never letting up for a second as he hammers away at my butthole. <laughs> it is, the reaction says, now, come for them. My entire body begins to quake with an incredible pleasure, sending spastic convulsions of bliss up and down my spine. I bite my lip, 
tears rolling down my cheeks as I grapple with the intense joy and strange hollowness of realizing that as soon as you stop reading this, I will cease to exist. Moments later, I come harder than I ever have, screaming out with a howl that can be heard from miles upon miles around us. The sound vibrates through the letters on this very page. I'm leaving my body, splitting into a million pieces as I change form into something completely unknown that travels out across the universe in every direction. I realize now that my fear of disappearing was unfounded. And as I leave this dimension and enter yours, I'm overwhelmed with joy, understanding that I will not disappear once the book is finished, but instead live on through the memories of you, my dear reader. You are also within a book, but a much, much longer one. Suddenly, I am thrust back into my fictional body. My reaction pushes deep into my asshole and holds tight, expelling a massive load of jizz up into my reamed butt. <laughs> he fills me with pump after pump of hot spunk ooh, until there's no more room left and his semen comes spurting out from the tightly packed edges of my ass. Yikes. It runs down my cheeks onto the coffee table below until my reaction pulls out and the cum spills forth like a tidal wave of pearly milk. Oh my God. Woo. Okay, Mama Mia. This was incredible, I tell my reaction. Thank you for helping me see the truth. I'm only your reaction, the manifestation tells me. I was only showing you something that you already knew. Do you still fear the end of this book? I let out a long sigh. No, not really. I understand now that I will exist in another way, not just blink out like a light. It's still scary, though. My reaction looks to the page number. Well, you still have some time left. It's just barely too short, and Chuck likes to keep things over 4,000 words at least. That's not a lot of time, I tell him. I almost wish I would have never known. Well, that would be easier, but you no longer have that choice, my reaction tells me with a knowing grin. So, what do you want to do with the rest of your precious words? We need to stop talking, I shout suddenly realizing that every word from my mouth is a waste of valuable space. Okay, agrees my reaction with a nod. I stand up, trying to do as little as possible to avoid unnecessary descriptions, then realizing my effort is futile as my attempts to avoid wordiness only provokes it more. I walk to my door and pull it open, then head out into the middle of the street where one of my neighbors is already waiting for me. We've only got a few words left. Might as well enjoy them, I say with a smile. The neighbor and me start to make out, caressing each other's bodies and eventually falling to our knees right there in the middle of the road. My neighbor positions himself behind me and pushes his cock deep into my tight asshole. I don't want this to end, I say, more to the author than anyone else. I know that I'll live on forever in the people who read this in their posts and tweets, but can I just stay here forever too? The author has mercy on me with four simple words. We continue fucking forever. Damn.
dang, can't believe this way of other timelines. This is an interesting way to think about and makes me want to go explore the universe around me or other universes nearby. Thing is, not all buckaroos can travel through timelines or even see through them, but that doesn't mean you can't have a good time trotting around this one. Thank you to Symphony Sanders for proving love is real on today's big time show. It was so much fun and I think that it added a lot of joy to this timeline, so that is a dang good way. Alright buckaroos, keep on trouting and remember, love is real. Pounded in the butt by my own podcast is a Night Vale Presents production. Written and hosted by Dr. Chuck Tingle. Our editor is Grant Stewart. Our sound designer, mixer, and composer is Vincent Cachione. Our producer is Christy Gressman. Our assistant producer is Lindsay Cronmiller. The theme song is Proving Love is Real by Caged Animals. The logo was created by Chuck Tingle. This episode was narrated by Symphony Sanders. You can hear Symphony Sanders in the newest Night Vale Presents show, Good Morning Night Vale, now available wherever you get your podcasts. Very special thanks to Joseph Fink. You can get the book, reamed by my reaction to the title of this book, and many other classic tinglers on Amazon or at chucktingle.com. For more information, go to pounditinthebuttbymyownpodcast.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you like listening to podcasts, and thanks for listening. I usually walk through the neighborhood. Woodshire to York to Willowbrook to Cedar Ridge, and then I cut through the woods. But now I have to run right down the Main Street area of Pepper Heights, Rivington Road, because I'm running late. I get to the four-way stop, and people in Ohio are way too polite for four-way stops, so everybody just sort of sits there and goes, no, you go first, no, you go first, no, I know you, please, I insist, please, so I just run diagonally right across the, just screaming. <laughs> Dream Boy, it's all one word, it's a new podcast, and I think you're just gonna love it.